welcome back to the one where I met your mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. And, <laughs> Natalie, how are you today? Uh, happy New Year. I'm okay. Oh yeah, Happy New Year. Yeah, this is our first episode of, of 2022. Yep. It's yeah. been It's quite, been. Um, it's been something. Well, yeah, and also today we de-holidayed our apartment. It's yeah. all regular now. It's always sad, but it's, you know. But it's also like a, a clean slate, fresh clean start. Clean slate, fresh start. We had a very uh, cozy, quiet New Year's Eve. Yeah, thanks to Omicron. We had plans, but we ended up canceling them. Yep. And staying home, watching yeah. the Hudsucker Proxy, which We've was kind of fun. Yeah, that was fun. We've been doing a lot of staying home yeah. and watching stuff. Which is a bummer, because like, I feel like I got through the last holiday season by being like, next year we'll be able to do yeah. all our stuff again. We were able to do some of our like fun like traditions, traditions but yeah. not, not all of them. Yeah. I just really hope that we're not dealing with COVID and Christmas 2022. Yep. But uh, it feels like yeah. it's never going to end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, what a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to so, bring down the party. But uh, we now get to talk about what I think are two very good episodes of television. I agree. Yes. Um, uh, Friends season two, episode seven, the one where Ross finds out and How I Met Your Mother season two, episode seven, Swarly. So we're going to start with Friends season two, episode seven, the one where Ross finds out. We've got a, another non-perk opening. I, I should have like been keeping tallies. Like they almost never. I feel like early in season one they were always starting at the perk. Right now they almost never do anymore. This was at Rachel and Monica's apartment. Yeah, at the at the at the main hang. The main hang. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Chandler's. Uh, uh, I can't remember what, what what's he upset about at first. He went to a party. Yeah, and I guess he like didn't get i don't know some digits or like hit okay. on someone okay he was feeling bad about himself and phoebe says i i go through the same thing whenever i put on weight yeah so then it's like something about chandler like having put on weight yeah fine i guess i don't know yeah that's what i noticed because he's wearing friend, that to give like, away one of my like make it fashion things he's wearing an enormously oversized cardigan yeah. in the opening scene so i definitely didn't notice that he put on weight yeah, i don't think saying? he did i think it's just like if your friend said to you like Oh, you put on a few pounds. Like that's who would do that? Yeah, like yeah, your friends I would don't never call say out that. your weight. Yeah, and if they do, they're not friends. Yeah, yeah, friends and name only. Way to go, Phoebes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this isn't Phoebes' best uh, best showing this episode, <laughs> um, in many ways. But uh, yeah, so um, this is like. Uh, the this 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 opening scene kind of sets up the B plot of Monica because Mon- they at least acknowledge because I talked about last week they didn't even acknowledge that Monica lost her job right but now they acknowledge Monica's still out of mm-hmm. out of work so she's decided to put her energy into getting Chandler back in shape so mm-hmm. she's uh, um oh who what was Lloyd Bridges on Seinfeld oh um <laughs> shoot. damn um oh, what was his name. Damn it. That's going to bother me. Um, don't tell me once you find okay, out. Okay, yeah. No, I thought of it. I actually thought of it, but then I, yeah. Okay, tell me the first letter. Well, it's uh, it's a three-syllable, starts with an M, very Jewish-sounding. 
It's like uh, Mick. Um, yeah, man. Mankovich. No. Um, <laughs> Manashi. What a, uh, hold on, this is fun. I, I, we've heard that listeners like these, like, guessing game clues things, I think, so let us know if you like this. Mandelbaum. Okay. Mandelbaum. Oh. I was going to say, the, the third oh. syllable is what we just took down. Mandelbaum. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the tree. Uh, yeah. So she's like uh, his Mandelbaum. Yeah. Um, she makes fun of his little, uh, tight little bicycle shorts. Yeah, she she's body shaming him. They're all body shaming him. Yeah, but I don't know. I think the bi- bicycle shorts was less like body shaming. It was more just like, like surprised her. Yeah, yeah. I've never but seen he, you in tight little shorts before. You're making someone feel self conscious when you don't need to. Yeah, but they're, they're mean to each other. They're mean to each other. Yeah. Um, there's honesty, and then there's insulting. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and then we get a workout montage, and then so I okay. Unlike you with How I Met Your Mother, I've caught friends here and there before. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I don't know if I'd seen this whole episode before, but I definitely remember I would have been pretty young. The joke about if you do five more sit ups, I'll flash you. And then mm-hmm. he does two and a half and says, just show me one of them. Yeah. I definitely remember that like stuck in my that mind. Stuck out to you. So I definitely saw that at some point, probably because as a kid, you know, I was probably like pubescent like, and horny yeah. or whatever. And now I like, I don't think it's a good joke. It's kind of like, um, I don't know. It's, it's a broad joke. It's, yeah. I, I don't think it's that, that funny, but it definitely like stuck in my memory as like a horny pubescent boy. Yeah, like I want to see Courtney Cox. <laughs> just one. Yeah, just I just want to see one. One would be fine. <laughs> yeah, it'd be enough. Um, uh, so then we finally get to the perk, and uh, I've been thinking about. So you and I, or I especially, have been on vacation. I'm lucky enough that I have like over two weeks off for yeah. the holidays. Yeah. So I'm looking at going back to work. Tomorrow. tomorrow but it also means i'm going to go back to my workout regimen tomorrow right. and i've actually been thinking like oh two and a half weeks without working out it's i wonder be... if i'm gonna get sore when i work out yeah because i like which kind of like gets me excited because i weirdly like i like I that like soreness that I, yeah. I like being sore from exercising yeah if that's weird no no me too yeah when i have like a rigorous like ab day i like the next day when like my my abs like ache or, you know, yeah. like, or if I'm lifting weights, like yeah. my arm, I don't like when my arms get shaky, but that was happening at Chandler. Yeah. No, I like when my, like, um, if like my thighs burn, like yeah, the yeah. next day I go to like get something, bend down to get something out of the fridge. And I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> a glute day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Chandler <laughs> couldn't even lift a coffee mug. Yeah. But I was like weirdly jealous. I was like, I know oh, that feeling. I want to, I want to be sore from working out. Uh, so yeah, uh, Chandler's, uh, sore Phoebe's this is like the C plot of the episode is that Phoebe's dating a guy who won't put out she's like hard up for <laughs> for sex from this guy she's dating yeah um, he's moving too slow for her yeah uh, and this is so uh, it's not until it's, uh, we like I said they introduced I said I wouldn't go back to the beginning of this episode I'm not going to break every episode under the A B and C plots but it was kind of interesting that like the B plot gets introduced first then the C plot. And we finally get to the A plot here when, uh, Ross and Julie are making out outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, and, and Rachel's, uh, jealous, but she's like trying to get over it. And she insists, um, he can, you know, Ross can press her up against the window all she wants for all I care. You can throw her through the dang thing, which I liked. Yeah. I liked that line. Yeah. Um, uh, and we find out that they're planning on 
this is a terrible idea. Ross and Julie are planning on getting a cat. Mm-hmm. They don't live together. Yeah. They're going to like make the cat go from apartment to apartment. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's had a cat, a cat would know that's a, that's a terrible idea. You can do that with a dog because I've known people yes, to do that but with a dog. Because dogs get attached to people. Cats, cats get attached to, yeah. to places. Yeah. I remember once um, a long time ago on, I think it was on Mark Maron's podcast, Mark Maron joked, like, if we really loved our cats, we'd leave them behind when we moved mm-hmm. <laughs> because they'd rather just stay with the place mm-hmm. than with the person. Um so yeah, that's that's a torture for that cat. Don't move a cat back and forth every couple of weeks or whatever. Yeah, but then why are cats always running away? Not ours, but not ours. Cats are often running away. So do they just not like their home sometimes? Do cats? I don't know if cats often run away. I mean, a lot of people have outdoor cats because the cats know to come home. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Do you I feel guess... like there's a pandemic pandemic <laughs> of <laughs> of cats running away? Um, I've heard it in the past. Like I've heard it like. I can't run away. That said, my mom actually did have a cat that she got. So when I was a teenager, we got our cat. We like adopted a stray cat uh, named DJ Jazzy Jeff, Jazz for short. Right. And he was a total badass. I loved Jazz. Uh, And he was, especially in the warmer months, like an outdoor cat. He'd just go out and like be gone all day. And then he'd come back to like sleep at the house and, and get let in. He'd often come back with like a dead squirrel in his mouth right. or something. He was like a total fucking killer, yeah. like a big cat, very muscular. Um, and then when, after I moved, I guess after some of us kids started graduating, moving away, my mom, like, I guess to replace us, got another cat, oh. a little orange cat named Simba. And Simba was very stupid, unfortunately. And, um, always wanted to go out because jazz went out and Simba would be like, well, I, I want to go out too, but couldn't find so eventually Simba did like after Jazz died and Simba was the only one he like left and never came back. Never came back. So hopefully, hopefully someone adopted him like we adopted Jazz. You know, hopefully it was okay for Simba. Yeah. But um, that is the only instance I have experienced of, of someone running away. truly like because our friend uh, before you met her, our friend Mary, like she lost her cat. Like one of her cats got out. And you just like, cause she had like a screen door. She was just like left the door open with the screen door closed and put some food like just inside the house. And within like 30, 40 minutes, the cat was like meowing at the door again. Came back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, um, that was a long way to go, but, um, so yeah, bad idea. It's a bad idea. Not a good thing right. to do to a cat. And I think it's like, okay, the next step in their commitment to one another is, you know, Getting a cat together. It's like before moving in together. Yeah. Um, but it's irresponsible for sure. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, maybe I Go take, on a trip together. Well, I guess that's I already. That's the first already, thing you and I did. We, we were stepping on the gas pretty hard oh, there. Yeah. We, we went to New York. Six months is not that like. <laughs> no, it's six months is the reasonable time to take a trip together. But, but yeah, we had a friend uh, who a friend like who, gave a shit. The friend who introduced us like commented. Was like, like we were, oh, pretty serious. But like six months, that's yeah, it's a normal time to go. On that's a, trip. a normal time to go on a trip. Yeah. Some people get married after a few months. Um, yeah. Or don't like Penny and Pete on happy endings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Uh, but I think maybe because like <clears throat> you and I are big like pet people, mm-hmm. you know, we're, uh, uh, dildos. 
<laughs> dual income, large, large dog, dog owners. Oh, except we have a medium sized dog, yeah. but it's still too funny not to say. Yeah. Um, where we're like pet people to me, like moving in together is a, like getting a pet together is a bigger step than moving in. Together. It's like, yeah, like first move in, then take care of another life together. Yes. Yes. And I'm not one of those people who uses pets as like children, but like, yeah, we don't a, like, uh, the term fur babies. We're, or not, like, we're not dog moms and dog dads no. We're we have, you know, animals that rely on us for, yeah, but we do. I mean, I, th- I feel like I do use the shorthand like mom and dad, like, yeah. Because here's another, if people listen to this, if you don't have a dog, here's the thing that happens when you have a dog. You walk your dog around the neighborhood, you get to know the names of the other dogs in the neighborhood, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but not their owners. Right. So if I'm telling you a story, I'll be like, oh, we ran into Cosmo's mom because yeah. I don't know her name. <laughs> right. I just know that's the woman who walks Cosmo. Yeah. And it feels too weird to say like Cosmo's owner. Fluff, Fluffy's dad. Yeah. Fluffy's dad. Yeah. Cosmo's mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I do use mom and dad as a shorthand, but I don't really think of yeah. them as... Yeah, I'll tell you, like, you're a good dog dad sometimes. Even. Yeah, well, I feel bad because I forgot to feed our dog this morning. Yeah, so you're a bad <laughs> Yeah, that's what I, I'm dad. saying. I'm a bad dog um, dad. All right, so finally, uh, I guess Rachel's big step in getting over Ross is that Monica has set her up on a date with Ari Gross. Uh, uh, the actor Ari Gross, who is probably best known for being on the Ellen pod, the Ellen okay. uh, sitcom. Yes, yes. But yes. he's also, it's been a long time since I've seen it. I think it's probably been even longer for you in Minority Report. The whole, I don't know if you remember the whole opening of Minority Report, what we learned about how pre-crime works, you know, that like mm-hmm. a, uh, one of the precogs like sees a murder happen, sees a man murdering his unfaithful wife okay. and then Tom Cruise has to like use the clues from the precogs vision to like right. track down yep. and stop the crime before it happened. Eric Gross is the, the man who's about to murder his wife when Tom Cruise kicks in his door Okay, uh, in the opening scene. So that's, there's also a really good movie actually called big Eden that not a lot of people saw, but it's directed by Thomas Bazooka who made, um, the family stone is probably his most famous, but just uh, last year or two, I guess two years ago, cause it's 2022. Now he made a movie called let him go with uh, Kevin Costner and Diane Lane. <laughs> Give me the boy. <laughs> Give me the boy. <laughs> That's an inside joke, joke, but I was like talking about it. And now it was like, what was that movie you liked with Kevin Costner? Give me the boy. <laughs> but part, like part of it is to make you laugh. Like yeah, I oh, absolutely. come yeah. up with ridiculous names of things yeah. that I should know better. Um, so anyway, Rachel's on our date with Eric Gross. I really like Eric Gross as an actor. He's very, yeah, uh, he's very good. charming, very funny. Um, I would say, uh, unconventionally attractive. Would you say about Eric Gross? You don't think, you don't think he was attractive? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, and then back at the perk, we get a couple of cute scenes. Joey and Phoebe are a pair that I like, mm-hmm. you know, and Joey and Phoebe are talking about this problem you know and they're having like a uh joey's like cheering phoebe up by objectifying her which is like kind of a cute like excellent butt great rack (laughs) yeah Um, she's like oh really yeah and then we get uh chandler and monica also kind of being cute together like Mm -hmm. fighting we see them on a jog like through the perk window and they're like arguing with each other it's all very cute now let me just ask you something because i know about friends um are there any like ships that you have in i'm this so glad group? you mentioned that because i think 
even though it's so weird because Joey dated Ursula, mm-hmm. I like Joey and Phoebe together. I think ever since that episode in season one where they kissed, like kind of accidentally. There's a lot of sexual tension between, well, like I think mostly like Phoebe is attracted to Joey. Yeah. Well, Joey, obviously he just, he just said excellent, but great, great rack. He finds her attractive too. Yeah. I, um, because I know, cause we've talked about it before and I kind of know that Monica and Chandler. Okay. Okay. I was not no, Cause remember we talked about of the very few things that I've seen, there's an episode I know is coming at some point in the future where like Monica like reserves a wedding space like impulsively and then gets a phone call about it. And Chandler's like, what are you doing? So I, mm, okay. I know from that episode, cause that's one, you know, there's things with shows you've never seen, but yes. somehow there's episodes you've seen multiple times. Yes. Like yes. that, yes. that I, I've, I've caught that rerun multiple times. So because okay. of that, I think we talked about this before. I know that Monica and Chandler are together at okay. some point. I don't know if Phoebe and Joey are ever together. I hope they are because I like, I do, I think I do ship them. I mean, okay. I guess I don't really want any of these friends to like keep your friends groups and your dating groups separate. There's another uh, pairing that's also interesting. Okay. Um, is it Joey and Ross? I wish. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, what was I saying? So uh, here's another, th- okay. These, this show, both these shows, but I think Friends especially does this thing where it like cuts back and forth between storylines. Mm-hmm. But like when we're at the perk with Joey and Phoebe and, and, and Monica and Chandler running outside, it's daytime. And yet we're cutting back and forth with Rachel's date, which is clearly a nighttime mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I don't think they're really supposed to be like taking yeah. place at the same time, but it, they're cut so that they are. Yeah. So we cut, anyway, cut back to the date and Rachel is drunk <laughs> and yeah. it's very funny. She's wasted. Um, she like this was just like a funny move when the when the waiter handed her her wine like was going to place the wine on the table she grabbed it from him and then immediately <laughs> chugged the whole thing like it didn't even go on the table she just grabbed it straight from it. the server and then she um borrows excuse me borrows a cell phone in 1995 <laughs> like Nokia it was a Nokia yeah from an actor named Barry Diamond I, he who, looked very familiar oh yeah he is uh, also, we always talk about Seinfeld when we talk about Friends. Uh-huh. The episode, I think it's the episode where they're all trying to meet up to watch it to see a movie together. Okay. And Jerry takes a cab with a fellow comedian who's uh-huh. like a weirdo and is okay. like, remember he's like, Jerry, can I keep my coat in your closet for a few months? Do you remember that guy? Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's Barry him. Diamond. Okay. Uh, Pat Buckles, I had to look up, is the name of the, the character on okay. Seinfeld that he played. But uh, yeah, that's Barry Diamond. Um, so yeah, yeah, uh, he, she borrows his phone, makes a phone call, to, a drunken phone call to Ross saying that she's like over him on his or voicemail. Yeah, or on leave, his... yeah, that's right. Yes. Leaves a voicemail. That's important. Um, then we cut to now it's the next morning. It's Sunday morning or on his answering machine. Cause there's not, it's not right. voicemail. Yes. We need answering yeah, machine. I, I didn't even like. Until Ross is like, oh, I haven't been home to check my messages. Yeah. I didn't even think like, oh, right, he'd have to be home or yes. or what he'd do what he does, which is call like a service, which I don't think I, I ever did. I did that. You like you press like star and then it's like, what's okay. your code? You could check your yeah. answering machine remotely. Um, but anyway, it's the next morning. Uh, Chandler finally tells Monica, like, I don't want to do it's Sunday morning. I want, you know. I want a day off of, 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 of running. Um, 
meanwhile, Rachel's hungover. She's like taking Tylenol, yeah. which is like, or yeah, aspirin, which is what I do when I'm, uh, uh but you hungover. don't bring the whole bottle and a whole glass <laughs> and set it on the table next to each other. <laughs> like that's her breakfast. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so then Ross shows up cause, um, Julie's like meeting him. Uh, Monica has some like cat toys. That's right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, fluffy Meowington. Meowington. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's right. So he's there to pick up some cat toys and then Julie's going to meet him there and they'll get the cat together and he checks his message and we get a very awesome bit of, of physical comedy, uh, where like, Rachel, because Rachel doesn't remember leaving the voicemail. She has like snatches. She just like walk walks into her bedroom. Yeah, and then it's all coming back to her. Yeah, and so then she runs across the room and like jumps onto Ross's back while he's listening to the voicemail and is um, uh, trying to get him off the phone. And it ends in a bit that I think is just like fortuitous. I don't know if they necessarily planned them. When she finally gets the phone away, she like tosses it into the sink and it like bounces around in the sink a few times. Yeah. Which I thought was like a nice little like yeah. tag to the physical comedy bit that probably wasn't planned, but, but, uh, you know, happenstance. Yeah. Serendipity. Yeah. Um, okay. So then, yeah. So Ross finally understands like, Oh, you knew that I was into you and you've been like jealous of Julie this whole time. And like, this is a huge revelation to me and I felt so bad for Julie. And then Julie shows up or at least she's downstairs. We don't see her. We hear her voice. Um, well the classic, like you're over me. When were you under me? Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about this, this scene? Um, I like the, uh, like when he, he, he's starting to check his answering machine and he's like, Oh, this one's from you, Rach. Oh, like yeah. just like how it went from like upbeat, happy yeah. to like in like the blink of an eye, like just pure shock. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And this, yeah, this, this scene, I thought, I thought it was going to be the big, like them confronting each other. That happens later. So the, yeah. the later scene, I think is the better one. Yes. This one is like, he's, just shocked and he needs to get out of there. And there's some good comedy in the scene that I'll talk about when we get to funniest moments. Yeah. Um, uh, but meanwhile, other storylines, Phoebe finally gets laid, right? Mm -hmm. She comes, uh, she's over at, uh, Joey and Chandler's to brag about it. Joey is watching TV and he has just a big Tupperware full of cookies. Mm -hmm. Do you think, I don't think Joey made the cookies. No, I think one of his sisters. I assume Monica made cookies. Oh, Monica made them. Okay. I thought maybe they were like from one of his sisters or something. I mean, I guess it could be. Yeah. But he's got a big Tupperware full of cookies next to him uh, while he's watching. The show is so like culturally insensitive that like if the sisters made him anything, it'd be like a big bowl of spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some ziti. Yeah. Some gabagool. Um, Gabagool's hacky. It's like the go-to. I shouldn't say gabagool. That's like what everyone references. All right. Um, So then, yeah. So uh, I didn't like this scene at all between Phoebe and Joey, really this idea that like it turns out that Phoebe's date kind of like manipulated her into a like no strings relationship. That's one way to see it. Another way to see it is like Phoebe wanted to have sex and she had sex with the guy that she wanted to. Yeah. Like, but that's not how the show wants, but the to show it, is yeah. like very like regressive, like regressive attitudes of like 
battle of the sexes, yeah. you know, like of course, I, this is what men want. Yes. And women should be ashamed if they want this. Yeah. That's the thing. Like Phoebe just wanted a sexual relationship and right. then Joey had to be like, but you don't really want that. Yeah. And then she had a cookie. Um, yeah. But she felt like he made her feel like what she wanted was, was shameful or wrong. And now she's, yeah. she's being used. Yeah. You when know, really she was like, happy. She was happy. Like yeah. she got what she wanted. The dude got what he wanted. You know, like yeah. yeah. Look, I'm I'm with you. Regressive. Um Yeah. I mean regressive for today, probably par for the course for nineteen ninety five. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um then we okay, now we get to the actual like uh one act play. Yeah. Um when Rachel's closing up the, the perk and Ross shows up and they have a big it's pouring rain outside and they like have their big like it was unfair of you to do this you know i i'm not getting a cat or yeah i would have but 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 this this back and forth about like sort of i i i I thought that it was very um authentic the way that they're talking about in in it because in our as a viewer i'm saying uh I'm, i'm looking at this and saying like okay the writers contrived reasons to keep them apart for so long. Mm-hmm. But to them, it's, it actually, all these things actually happened. Right. So when like right. Ross is talking about like, I've been keeping this to myself since I was a freshman, you know, and then you were dating Paolo and then Barry was back in the picture. And, and then, then Paolo like, again. And then Paolo again. And like, and then she's like, and you, you didn't tell me and you went off to China and you were with Julie. Like all these things that had been, like I said, had been the writers putting obstacles in the way suddenly became very like real. And you saw, I I think, I I think I felt the frustration Mm -hmm. and I felt like that they're not having been able to act on their emotions before was very real to them. You know, they, they were feeling all of these things. It's it's a really, really good scene. It is. Yeah. Um, And I should have looked at who directed the episode because it's not just very well performed and written. It's very well staged, very well, like blocked the way they move, like, you know, um, closer together behind the couch and then Ross storms out and Rachel goes and sits on the couch and they come back together. It's a, uh, it's a great, great little scene. And there's like, there's humor in it too. When like she like Ross is at the window and sees her crying and then she sees him. And then, you know, there's so many locks on the door yeah. and like, she's trying to unlock all the doors to get to him. And there's like all kinds of like passion in the air Yeah, and, yeah. um, she can't get the lock. And then he says like muffled on the other side of the door, try the bottom lock. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it was, you know, like that was really funny. Um, yeah. And a couple things. Well, one, the director's, I didn't make this up. The director's name is Peter Boners. Nice. Um, but uh, also, I thought that the we I don't think we've ever gotten that close to the front door of the perk, and it has like the logo. And for a second, I thought it was like an onion, like because it's it's the top of a big coffee cup, the logo, mm-hmm. and then there's like a swirl to look like coffee, but it looked like a drawing of like an onion, like a half of an onion. I you thought know what it I'm was saying? a coffee bean. No, it's... It, it's the top of a... Okay. I'm talking about the, not the big logo on the window. Okay. The little logos that are on each door. Okay. It's a drawing, like a, a drawing of a coffee okay. mug, a big coffee mug. But the swirl, the swirl on the top... The swirl looks like an onion. It looked like half an onion. Okay. It took me a second to be like, I was like, why is there an onion on the door? Okay. Anyway, that's done. Um, 
and then so finally she gets the door back open and they kiss it's a big we've been waiting yeah you know a season it's raining outside yeah. beautiful there's like steam from the i, I guess subway great you know yeah, it's you very can. like yeah steamy yeah it's uh I, big emotional moments happening in the rain is like i understand that it's a trope but it works for it me works a lot of the too. time yeah yeah uh <clears throat> so then um we can't, it's still a sitcom. We can't end on this emotional moment. We had to have a tag at the yeah, end. Yeah. And I didn't like the tag either because I thought like now Chandler's the one being mean, yes. like making Monica feel bad about yes. being unemployed and Cause he didn't want boyfriendless to, just to get out of going run run. on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's the tag. Um, yeah. He basically is like, Oh, you have no job, no boyfriend. He like drives her into like a deep depression. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just so he doesn't have, to, so, he, like, so dances, he doesn't have to run. Yeah. Dances around after she lays down on the couch. Yeah. Um, so should we move on to funniest moments? Do you have anything else you wanted to point um, out? Props about to the things? props department. Okay. Um, when Rachel is at her like drunken date, um, there's so much bread on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice? <laughs> no, I it didn't. wasn't a maybe because it wasn't a bread basket. It was just bread on a plate. If it were a basket, it would look like a normal amount. But because it was just on a platter, it was just piles and piles of bread. They always have way too much. They always have way too much bread, and then also and all way those, too much just like appetizers and stuff yeah. on this show. All those cookies in that um, Tupperware. It's <laughs> a huge thing yeah. of cookies. Yeah. So Although, I, yeah, I remember carb heavy episode. Yeah. Um, I do remember when I was a kid, uh, my friend Ben, his dad liked to bake and he would bake white chocolate macadamia nut cookies that I loved Ugh. and you don't like white chocolate, but it would, he would make, and I feel bad in retrospect, but like Ben would, I'd like sleep over at Ben's house and like stay up and watch movies all night. And there would be like a Tupperware thing that size. And by the morning I'd, I'd have eaten all of the white chocolate yeah. macadamia nut cookies. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, let's move on to funniest moments, right? Yes. Uh, I'll say my funniest is not a, this is why I'm saying funniest moment instead of funniest line. It's a moment. It's a bit from Jennifer Aniston after she triumphantly makes, she borrows Barry Diamond's cell phone, right? Uh It's like kind of rude about it. Makes her drunken phone call, you know, declares that she's over him and like Shuts off the phone and tosses it in the champagne bucket. Yeah. <laughs> I How laughed. many takes was that? I wonder. I know, but I laughed so hard at like, because yeah. we never, I like, I, I like that we don't even see Barry Diamond's reaction to like, what? What'd you do? It's yeah. just like, it's, uh, I laughed so hard at that. But, yeah. Uh, I've got two more. What else, what else do you um, I also have a Rachel one. Um, when she is at, like working at the park, she's trying to be cool about, um, Ross and Julie getting a cat uh-huh. and she's like clearly not okay with it. everyone yeah. knows she's not okay with it. And she like storms out wearing her apron with a tray of coffee mugs. Right. And she says, and you two have a really good cat <laughs> and like storms out. And then she comes back and says like, Oh, I, I'm not supposed to leave. We're not supposed to leave <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but like really good cat is a funny yes. insult. Yeah. Um, Okay, my other, my next one is uh, um, Joey's first suggestion for why Phoebe's uh, um, uh, date or whatever boyfriend is not sleeping with her is that he might be gay, and he and he says maybe he drives on the other side of the road, if you know what I mean. And Phoebe's like, no, I don't. He's not British. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny. Um, 
I have another one. This one was from Ross, and it was the way that he... I think this might be the same one as me. The way that he... So after, like, he finds out about Rachel, listens uh-huh. to the voicemail. I think this is exactly the same um, one. Julie is, like, still on the cab, and she, like, she buzzes up and says, the, the taxi's waiting, and Ross is, like, freaked out, doesn't know what to say, and he says... I'll be right down. Yeah. Like in like the weirdest monotone. Yeah, it's yeah, it is very like it reminded me of the way you say your name at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. It was like very I'll be right down. Yeah. It was very funny. Yeah. Um yeah. in that same scene, I'm just gonna blend it together. He just screams cat <laughs> in Rachel's face. Yeah. They're supposed to get a cat. Um Yeah, I think about like it, it, you you know, we were talking about um Happy endings. Cause that's a show you and I are, you're rewatching and I'm watching it for the first time with you. Um, and like Casey Wilson is someone that I like knew from being funny before she was on the show, mm-hmm. you know? And I think I, as like a comedy nerd, sometimes have a bias where I expect, I only expect people to be funny on sitcoms if I know them from being funny elsewhere. Okay. And that's clearly not fair because both Jennifer Aniston and, David Schwimmer display expert comic comic timing, despite yes. not being stand ups, not coming from the sketch world. Right? They're just they're they're comic actors. Yeah, and I think yeah, I I, I think um, I've come to like tried to think of like the word comedian doesn't have to be stand up comedian. Right. It's someone who is professionally funny, and um, yeah, I, I don't think people think of Jennifer Aniston when they think of the word comedian, but in a way she is, she's a very funny Yeah. But I, person. but I think that's a, like, I don't think, I think it's okay to not call her a comedian. I think she's a, she can be a comic actress. Okay. Right. Okay. But I, she I, can do drama too. Like she's okay. An actress. Okay. First. And she could be a comic. Act. She's on tons of like rom-coms. Yeah. And but she's, she's not, funny. A, I wouldn't call her a comedian. Okay. I, I'm trying to like, expand my definition of the word comedian. Maybe I'll, I'll continue to use like stand up or comic to mean stand up. Okay. Well, you could use whatever. I'm just saying like my distinction is right. Comedian. Okay. Comic actor. Um, all right. So that's all the funniest moments I had to do anymore. Nope. Uh, let's move on to, uh, make it fashion. I mentioned Chandler's enormous cardigan, which I actually kind of liked in the opening scene. Um, he also has a, another bathrobe, which you remember, when the one where heckles dies, I pointed out Chandler's bathrobe because I was like, I'm in the market for a new bathrobe. I got a new bathrobe for Christmas. You Thank did. you very much. Yes. And it, uh, doesn't, uh, uh, Chandler's, uh, bathrobe this time doesn't hold the candle to it my, doesn't have little boats all over new, it. <laughs> yeah. My new bathrobe with little boats all over it, which I like. Uh, and then normally we go back and forth. I'll just say my last one in the scene where Ross finds out when he's listening to the voicemail, He's got kind of like an intentionally ratty looking cable knit sweater that's like a burgundy color that I really dug. Okay. All right. What do you have for friends but make it fashion? Um, Phoebe has a great like burnt sienna sweater with big buttons. This is a scene when she's talking to Joey about wanting to have sex. Right. Um, And then also we've talked about like the um, like weird thematic elements of their fashion specifically like in the women's clothing so there were like two instances of like silk kimono style attire one was monica on the date rachel on the date rachel on the date 
and then also uh, Phoebe's postcoital Phoebe, yeah, postcoital Phoebe. It's hard <laughs> yeah. to say. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like a jacket, like a silk jacket. Yeah, that's right. Um, should we talk about themes? Yeah, well, as far as running jokes, motifs, and foreshadowing, uh, okay. we've got another, more gay jokes, of more course. Gay Can't panic. not have yeah. gay jokes. Uh, and then also a character watching, like, bad TV somewhat oh, ironically. Oh, Joey's right. Joey's watching, like, a... Rabbi playing electric guitar? Yeah, it's like a concert in Hebrew. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, there's that. There's obviously the fat phobia. Um, being mean to each other. Okay, um, yeah. You know, um, also when, like during like the exercise, um, montage, it's, um, the village people, macho man. Oh yeah. They throw in like actual songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also I didn't like, so in this like quest to get him down three pounds or whatever, like, is there a way in like that just grossed me out. <laughs> Guessing like, there's a way. When there's one pound left and she's like, we need to get one, one pound down. He's like, no, I like this pound. Let's, yeah. let's keep it. I don't care. Um, yeah. And I think it's like troubling because we know Monica's history of like disordered eating right. and yeah. you know, like it's just kind of like a gross territory that I feel like Chandler's like tapping into. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't know that. Right. I mean, he, that's not what he, he, he plays on her like loneliness and, and her like insecurity on her, yeah, yeah. about her parents and stuff like that. He's not playing on her weight thing. She's right. But in, she is. in a more realistic version of this, like in a more th- this yeah. is very triggering. Right. Anything else? Uh, nope. Well then we'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, we're back, which means it's time for us to dig in to How I Met Your Mother, Season 2, Episode 7, Swarly. Take it away, Natalie. Okay, so this episode starts in a very Central Perk-like atmosphere, because they start off in a coffee shop. Yes. um, Costa Coffee. And they just they joke that it's not as much fun as being in a bar, which is an argument that you've made before. And I wondered, like, I, I wrote down, like, is this where I got the idea for this podcast? Like, I wonder if watching how I met your mother, I was like, Oh, this would be a good idea for a podcast. Yeah. Um, so the three dudes are like sitting around and then there's like the classic joke of like getting the names wrong on coffee cups, (laughs) which is something that has happened to me before in the past. Um, does it ever happen to you? You have a pretty straightforward name. There's no like alternate spellings. Well, I also, this is going to make it sound like a snob from, the year 2000 or whatever, but I also don't go to those kind of coffee places. I just like make coffee at home or get it at work or whatever. I don't like whatever. I buy you like Starbucks all the time, like on well, road trips or like yeah, on road tra- trips, but I don't have to give my name. Yeah. I guess because I always do it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm saying I like, I don't generally find myself in that kind of situation. Um, so yeah, 
So the name Swarly of the episode is because Barney's cup says Swarly yeah. on his cup. And um, at the coffee shop is Chloe, who's played by um, Marina Baccarin? Baccarin? I think it's Baccarin, yeah. And then also Thomas Lank is also there. Yeah, so the oh two employees love. are both Joss Whedon alums. Yes. Marina Baccarin was Inara on Firefly before she was on Homeland. Homeland, and yep. I guess apparently she's in the Deadpool movies. I don't know that. Hmm. I didn't know that. Um, and Tom Lank, of course, was Andrew on Buffy. Mm-hmm. And on Angel. He showed up on Angel. Uh, and he's just Buffy. great in everything yeah. that yes. I've seen him in. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Um, Chloe is very, very cute. And Marshall, like, makes makes her laugh every time by making a joke about pumpkin spice lattes. It's not a funny joke, <laughs> but she loves it. She's very much into it. But I love he he says, like, I always make jokes. Then we get a montage of him making the, the exact same, same joke. joke. Every time. And it works every time. <laughs> and then, you know, Ted convinces him, like, you've been broken up with Lily for six months now. Like, why not, you know, ask her out? And um, he gives her, like, dumb advice to, like, look down and ask. Like, what was his way of, like, asking someone out? The, it was very Ted, like, very, like, sheepishly. Yeah, like playing up the like beta thing. Yeah. <laughs> not that I like that. Yeah. But you know what I mean? And so he tries it and it seems to not work. Um, but it actually does because Chloe writes her phone number on the coffee cup. Yeah. Um, so then what happens? Um, okay. So Lily and Robin are hanging out mm-hmm. and Robin kind of tells her like, Oh, um, no, first Lily invites them all to a wine tasting and help her kill the rat. Oh, right. And Ted That's makes a, a funny one. joke yeah. like um, you could put out cheese for both yeah. <laughs> both events, which is really funny. Yeah. Um, and Robin tells Lily like, oh, um, Marshall can't come. Like yeah. he's he's actually on a date. And Ted's there too. For this, Ted's there too. It's important later. Yes. Um, and Lily, Lily says, oh, it's... Oh, that's okay. That's fine. Um, But apparently, like, she was really not fine with it, and she gave Robin kind of like a eye contact look. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which then she later does the look, and it's nothing. (laughs) And it's supposed to be like, uh, I can't tell you how I feel right now, but call me later. Yeah. And you're supposed to just know this look. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Robin doesn't pick up on it. Um, Okay, so I guess... The dudes in the episode are um, at McLaren's mm-hmm. drinking a brew, and this yeah. I hated this scene because they're talking about this crazy eyes. The whole whole premise is bad, and it's really um, uh, demonstrates insensitivity towards mental illness. <laughs> oh, and it's also yeah, that's true, but it's also playing into like, misogynist ter- mis- stereotypes exactly. about, about like women are crazy. Women, yeah, women be crazy. Yeah. Women be needy, you yeah. know, and having crazy eyes. So they like tell examples of like women with crazy eyes and um I guess is this the same scene where they meet Chloe? Yeah, that's how it happens. Is yeah. that, that yeah, yeah. they they meet they meet Chloe up up close like not yeah not at the counter but she like goes to the bathroom and then they talk and about like, crazy you eyes can't, you can't date this girl yeah. she's got crazy eyes yeah and then um barney tells an example of like a quote-unquote like crazy girl who like he slept with and she wanted to have a threesome with a stuffed animal uh-huh. um 
And then there was another one in which... Well, the one, yeah, Ted uh, was dating a girl who, like, um, someone, like, almost hit Ted with oh, yeah. their car and, and, like, did the, like, I'm sorry. And Ted was like, it's okay. But then she, like, picked she up a, a like rebar a golf or something. club and, like, started smashing this car. <laughs> which I, like, um, my thought was, how fun for that actress. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you love to smash up a car with yeah. a with a steel pipe or something? Yeah. It seems like a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So throughout this episode, um, like the best parts of this episode are them roasting uh, Barney with swirly. It's so great. Swirly quotes. But like there are different versions of swirly are yeah. very funny. Yeah. And they get the whole crew involved like the bartenders like the the guy on the radio this one goes out to swirly yeah there are so many examples that i don't want to give because i don't know if i'm stealing a funniest moment but the one like when uh ted shows up at robin's like right after the swirly thing happened and like he's telling the story and then robin is like Oh, so Swarley was there and he goes, Oh good. You got my text. Yeah. Yeah. So like Ted is like, wait a second text. Like, okay, just so you know, Barney is now Swarley. I'll tell you later. So like, I love how game they all are. Yeah. And even like everyone around them, like he swirls, like it goes so far past just Swarley. Yeah. Um, yeah, Yeah. I really, I really love this joke. Um, so we see a scene where Marshall is like getting out of, class right he's at school he's in the middle of taking a test yeah 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 and chloe calls and says there's like a hunchback following me like chasing me and screaming at me and he's like oh okay and she's like can you please pick me up and he like in his mind he's like oh this is what barney was talking about she's crazy yeah um but we later find out the the <laughs> yeah yeah we get root the root of that yeah but okay I guess I'll go on so Marshall and Chloe go on a date they go back to Marshall and Ted's apartment and they're just chatting he goes and like pours a beer and he hears a like a glass break and she said oh I just dropped my keys but we see that it's like a picture of Lily and Marshall. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're all the audience. We're all thinking like, oh, she's she's insane. Right. Um, but then we learn what actually happens yeah. is we learn that Lily is not only not cool with Marshall, like going on a date with another girl, but she's so like, is she pretty? Is she fat? Again, fat phobic. Yeah. They all are. Um, is, yeah. So she, so Robin says, oh, she works at um, Costa Coffee. Yeah. So Lily goes and like stalks her and then it's, it's starting to pour outside. And so she like, um, she does chase her, chase, chases Chloe down the street, but like puts her jacket over her head. Cause it's raining. Cause it's raining. And then she screams at her in like a menacing way. So she's the quote unquote midget hunchback chasing her down the street. And also, yeah. Um, I also want to point out that, uh, Lily's wearing a New York Mets hat, which I like that. I like, I like when characters have nods to like where they're from. Cause Lily of the gang, Lily's the only New York native. So I like that she was wearing a New York Mets hat. Um, anyway, so Lily wants to prevent them from ever like being together or having sex because Robin said, Oh, they'll just have sex a few times and then it'll be over. Yeah, and Lily wants right. to prevent that. So she sneaks into the apartment and then puts 
the framed photo of Lillian Marshall up. So Marshall like sees it and reconsiders this yeah. date with Chloe. Yeah. Um, and she hears them come up and then she drops, drops it, breaks it, hides under the desk. They come in and Marshall is sitting on the couch with Chloe and he wants to see if her eyes are in fact crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Lily can't handle it. And she, dives onto the couch yeah. and like attacks them. <sighs> what happens next? <laughs> well, I, 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 Lily, um, it makes sense that Lily still has keys, right? Yeah. Lily still has keys. Yeah, they, they, they never mentioned it, but I was like, for a second I was like, how'd you get in the apartment? I was like, Oh yeah, she, she, she would have keys. to this Okay. Apartment. So yeah. at this point, Lily, um, you know, meets Chloe, shakes her hand and then leaves. Marshall goes out and follows her and they have this like tearful um, admission on the steps, you know, about how they miss each other and they love each other and they're not ready to move on. Um, At that point, Barney and Ted are coming. Well, first they kiss, right? Yeah, they kiss. Yeah. Um, Barney and Ted meet with them in front and say, wow, like just six months ago you were crying by yourself after your breakup and now you're together and we're all happy. Um, and then the final scene is that the tag at the end, the tag at the end. It's so uh, great. Yeah. Describe it. You want me to describe it? Yeah. It's just, they're at McLaren's and then, Oh wait, you're missing. I jumped ahead cause they're missing. They go back up to the apartment and Chloe has like, Oh, she's destroyed, destroyed the, the apartment. Yeah. So she actually is, crazy unfortunately unfortunately Um, but then the tag at the end they're all at mclaren's and then they're hanging out and then barney walks in and the entire bar goes swarly (laughs) and he like turns around and walks out and then the cheers theme plays yeah and the end titles are the cheers cheers. like font and 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 color yeah i loved it so much yeah me too but i love how the episode opened with a friend's reference and closed the cheers reference yes yes um because we didn't i don't know if we really hit home that opening scene like costa coffee is clearly like clearly That's modeled a, on yeah. central park yes. it's the exact same like yes. layout and everything yes yeah um all right well um should we go to our funniest line uh yeah i've got a bunch well I've, I've got like four of them funniest moments um well it's mostly just like the swarly um swirls barkley um swarlos um i wonder if you got mine. bob swarly yeah. okay yeah bob swarly um old, old swirls old swirls yeah uh did you get, I don't know if you got mine. Um, no, I also loved like the, um, the radio show shout out. This one goes to old yeah. Swarley. Yeah. Yeah. Barney's gone and he's not coming back. Yeah. Um, no, my favorite was when Chloe comes over for, at the date and she's like, so does Swarley live here too? And Marshall says, no, Swarley's got his own, <laughs> Swarley's got his own place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so other than, uh, uh, the swirly stuff was just hilarious. There was also just some like big broad comedy that really made me laugh. Lily's whole like chasing Chloe in the rain and putting on a voice and saying, Chloe, yeah. turn around. Like I was laughing and the entire time. When she explained that to Marshall, he was like endeared by it yeah. in a way. Yeah. Uh, do you have any more funniest moments? Um, no. Okay. So another big moment, the kind of, Climax, well, I guess the actual climax of the Swarly stuff is the cheers thing, but the emotional climax for 
Barney when he like insi- tries to insist that he likes the name and yeah. then Ted is like say the name say yeah, it and then he just it. like flips out he's like I don't like it I hate yeah. it and he like storms out very very funny stuff um, and then also for personal reasons because I agree with Marshall here I very much liked when he's like naming things he and Chloe have in common and he says you know she likes this and I like Italian this food. and she goes yeah she likes Italian food I like Italian food she likes Billy Joel I also like music yeah yeah that was really <laughs> um, funny. and then there was a callback to a couple of Billy Joel callbacks because like she when they enter the apartment Chloe is like has just finished quoting every lyric to We Didn't Start the Fire, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which includes the line, I can't take it anymore. And in Bob Saget's narration, when Lily jumps out from behind the desk, he says, like, she, like Billy Joel, couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I liked the as a guy who does not like Billy Joel, I liked the making fun of Billy Joel stuff. Um, also, I don't know if you clocked this, but okay. in the scene where they're talking about Crazy Eyes, did you notice Taron Killam was in the background? He was one of the actors. I was trying to figure it out in McLaren. In McLaren? Okay, because when I was looking up um, Tom Lank, I saw. He was like right behind. I saw Taron Killam in the IMDb for this episode, and I was like, oh, but that's funny. Like, is he playing a different character than when he was Barney and Marshall's co worker last season? Yeah, maybe he's just like in the background now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, that's funny. Also, they were talking about like um, Crazy Eyes being like a pet peeve for men, I guess. And the ladies were talking about jerk nails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't want to date a guy whose nails and fingernails are too perfect. And, and Robin's like, Oh, jerk nails, jerk nails. Yeah. Um, that was funny. Um, uh, yeah. Should we go on to fashion? Let's go on to how I met your mother would make it fashion, but I will tell you up front. I didn't write anything down. <laughs> okay. I like, Unremarkable episode. um, Ted had a plaid shirt and I thought it looked good on him. Okay. He rarely wears clothes that I enjoy. Yeah. And I enjoyed this plaid shirt. I also enjoyed a um, a Robin outfit, which is... Which one? It, there was a orange wrap dress. And I was like, that's not bad. Oh, and that she's wearing at the end. She, she has like brown boots on. I didn't like the boots with it, but I liked okay. the dress. And I think just because I always hate her clothes, <laughs> like yeah. it's if something's like not bad, it's very startling yeah. to me. You didn't like the boots though? I didn't like the boots with the dress. No. I thought it was a good pair. No, I feel like boots are worn too often by these gals. Oh. But it's also, it's 2006 or whatever. I forgot a very Were you funny... wearing boots in 2006? <sighs> Probably not. Maybe if it was cold enough. Okay. Yeah, I had some boots. Um, I like boots. I just don't yeah. like their boots. Okay. Um, another funny callback to the coffee cups. Um, Robin On Robin's cup, it says Roland. Yes. Which is funny. So Chloe well, just no, like um, Chloe just calls Robin Roland. Like yes. nice to meet you, Roland. Yes, yeah. nice to meet you, Roland. Um, which is funny. Chloe's just like bad with names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Barney like tries to make Roland into a thing, and yeah. and Ted's like nice try swirly. Yeah. Um, so some of the motifs. Okay, so I've got um, a bunch yeah. that I want to. There's a there's a brief wait for it reference when like. Barney's like listing all the things he's sick of and he says, Swar, wait for it, Lee. <laughs> um, I didn't notice that. Um, there's, yeah, we mentioned there's a dumb fat joke. Mm-hmm. There's, um, uh, uh, again, as always seems to happen on, often seems to happen on How Many Mother, there's playing with time. Yes. That like, yes. We get, we get to like Lily jumping out in the middle of the date pretty, like, at like the halfway point of the right. episode and yeah. then it, takes the entire episode flashback to get back to that. Yes. Um, that's a very high manual type yeah. of thing. Also just a, uh, 
foreshadowing or things to look for. This won't be the last time that someone is identified by having a an umbrella with a distinctive color. Oh, I know about that. You know about the yellow umbrella? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know you knew about that. Um, but this, uh, Chloe had a pink umbrella, which I kind of liked. It was a good, good looking umbrella. Yeah. Um, all right. That's all I had. Did you have any other, uh, any things you noticed in terms of running jokes, motifs, foreshadowing, that sort of thing? Mm, no, but, um, some similarities. Let's move on to similarities and differences between the two episodes. I've got uh, a surprising amount. Oh, okay. I don't have that many. All I have is, um, it was, uh, rainy. <laughs> Yeah, I put rain on my episodes, coffee. both episodes had had rain. Yeah, coffee. Um, in both episodes, both episodes have climactic kisses. You know, Ross and Rachel yes. kissing for the first time. Oh yes, Marshall yes, and Lily yes. sort of yes. getting back together, yes, having a big uh, a big kiss. Um, both episodes feature women pretending to be cool with the guy they're into dating someone Good else. Good catch. Yes. Uh, and then, unfortunately, in a negative way, both episodes. Uh, reinforce unfair gender stereotypes yes. we talked about joey like insisting that like, i feel like that we should stamp on every <laughs> single episode like that's a obvious yeah i mean they, like that, that's i said it before that like going into this show my thinking was in comparing the two shows like oh 10 years later how i met your mother will be pro- will be substantially more progressive than right. friends it's maybe a modicum more progressive it's, if at all it, yeah it's very very slight and in some ways even, even more less. It, yes. yeah like the the this because i think the nature of comedy of how i met your mother is like it's not an edgy show but i feel like the the writers feel like cuz by 2005 we also we've already got like you know more um the what the thing that happened in tv between friends and how many mother is hbo like became big yes. right so the the audience the potential audience is spread out more so i feel like how many mother is trying to be a little more specific and yeah. feels like they can get away with more so sometimes that getting away with more just means being meaner you know and then yeah. and so the the crazy eyes thing is just mean there was um Another one they did recently that I'm now forgetting that we uh, both hated, but I can't remember what it was. I don't remember. I hate a lot of things. I I, I feel like <laughs> these writers also are like really like self satisfied. You know, like you can tell that they think they're at like such a higher yes. level yeah. of of comic. You know, writing. Yeah, which I mean, if you if we were to watch other sitcoms from this year especially network sitcoms from this year they were this was one of the best sitcoms on tv i still love it so they they were ahead of the game or on top of the game in many ways but yeah there is a a self-satisfied nature to the like hanging a lantern on the joke you know um which sometimes works sometimes the fact that how i met your mother is more willing than friends to acknowledge the unreality of the situation and mm-hmm. acknowledge that we're watching a sitcom. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that works, but you're right. A lot of times it also comes across as smug. Yeah. Yeah. Smug. Exactly. Well, uh, let's move on to playing favorites. Okay. Might surprise you. Um, we'll see. Three, two, one. How friends. I met your mother. <laughs> uh, as much as I wanted to discount the crazy, the how I met your mother for the crazy eyes thing. This was simply, such a funny episode between it, it the swirly thing was hilarious. The big, like Barney storming out and Lily chasing Chloe in the rain and like hobbling and doing a weird, like Alison Hannigan just doing a very silly voice. Yeah. Like 
it was just such a nonstop funny episode. It was, I will give it that it's, it was so much more funny than the friends episode, but the friends episode, just like the, the final scene is just like, so like finally, like gut wrenching. Yeah. 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 Very emotionally heavy and satisfying, like really satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't deny that these are both, not only were they both very good episodes, they were both very funny episodes. There was a lot of comedy in both of these episodes, but the, the Swarly might be, uh, you could tell me if this is true because we watch the shows together, but I feel like since the beginning of this podcast to now, I don't think I've laughed as consistently through an episode of either of these shows as I did through Swarly. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't, I don't know if that was your experience, but it was just, this is the funniest episode of either show so far, I think. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce. It's a segment called, How Were We Doing? Mm-hmm. And this is where we look at what was going on in the world on the days these episodes aired. So Friends Season 2, Episode 7, the one where Ross finds out, aired on Thursday, November 9th, 1995. Um, which, in Europe, November 9th is known as Inventor's Day. Mm. Because... It is in honor of the birthday of Hedy Lamar, who was a movie star who also like invented technology that like is the reason we have Bluetooth today. Yeah. Such like such a crazy that I, I never thought there's a documentary about her. It came out like five years ago. That's supposed to be good called bombshell. Um, but uh, yeah, November 9th is inventors day in honor of Hedy Lamar. Nice. So uh, good for her. Um, as far as what was going, let's 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 see if there's anything new. Uh, no, it's all the same stuff in top songs. Mariah Carey's "Fantasy," Coolio's "Gangsta's Paradise," Janet Jackson's "Runaway," Seal's "Kiss from a Rose," and Groove Theory's "Tell Me," mm-hmm, which, which I sang last week. Which you sang last week, yes. So uh, that's what was going on in 1995. Let's jump to Monday, November sixth, two thousand six. Okay. Uh, man, this is such a just a bummer Bummer's, of a time. Yeah. Like. Yep. Somalia, Iraq, you know, um, the, uh, the, the trial of, uh, Saddam Hussein is going on because he's been, or maybe just finished. I think, um, Ariel Sharon moved out of the intensive, intensive care, uh, unit. It's just a, a real bummer of a time, yeah. unfortunately. Um, but let's move, let's see what was going on. Maybe there's something good happening in music. Uh, Okay, we've got... So Justin Timberlake's on here twice. Sexy Back remains at number five. But at number one, Justin Timberlake's My Love. Do you mm-hmm. remember how that goes? No. Neither do I. Okay. Akon Smack That, Ludacris Moneymaker, and the made-up song Lips of an Angel by Hinder. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny, like, I can show you this, Natalie, on the website that I use... All the top songs have like you can see they're blue because they're hyperlinks. They have links to them. Yeah, Hinder Lips of an Angel is not it's hyperlink. Fake. Yeah. It's a fake. Song, it's fake. I'm pretty it's a sure. Fake band yeah. stock photos. <laughs> Listeners, you see for yourself. Yeah. Google Hinder. Yeah, prove prove that they exist. Yeah, uh, and then the other segment we do every week is called Challenge Accepted, and this is where we look at what we uh, make guesses about uh, what. Um, 
what is going to happen on next week's episode based on only the title mm-hmm. and, you know, previous knowledge and stuff like that. And David comes up with a funny way of... <laughs> See, you're putting too much pressure on me, yeah. though. Uh, okay, now, for, well, first, you have to look at how we did last week. Okay. You and I were both so close that we either... I think we're going to stay tied. We either, like, charitably give it to one another or we are, like, stodgers about it and don't give it to one another. Okay. So I said... That what Ross finds out is Ross finds out that Rachel's been trying to gum up the works with his and Julie's relation, mm-hmm. which is not what he found out. He found out that she liked him, yeah. but she didn't, he didn't, he doesn't know any of the, like her trying to sabotage, trying to keep them from going to bed together and all the like bullshit she was right. doing. So like, I was kind of right, you know, yeah, but not entirely okay you were also kind of right but not entirely well you gave it to me because you're like well, what does swarly rhyme with yes but then but you took it further you said swarly is barney's alter ego right. when he imbibes a particular spirit or a potent potable so right. it is his alter ego in relation to coffee but coffee's not a spirit right i feel like we're both so wrong that it's we're both so wrong yeah. we're both so close yeah yeah um okay well, uh, we've gotten a uh, an endorsement on Twitter for you doing uh, Trader, Trader Joe's, Joe's ASMR. ASMR. So I think it's time for you to do that or something else to, Green to, to vamp. Green goddess dip. Crispy vegetable pouches. Green olive You should be like medley. Running your finger along the like edge of the fearless fly. <laughs> Beef in crute bites. Olive and herb mixed nuts. Okay. Truffle hot sauce. Um, the next episode of Friends, season two, episode eight, is called The One with the List. The One with the List. Um, okay. I'm going to say that... Uh, let's see. Well, they already kissed, so... What could the list... This is probably something where the list like doesn't apply to anything uh, um, uh, that's ongoing. It's probably like some tiny little thing, you know, like the East German laundry detergent was an example I was used. It's mm-hmm. like not... But let's say the one with the list does Ross... Because Ross hasn't broken up with Julie. They didn't get a cat, but he didn't break up with her, right? We don't know. We don't know that yet. I'm going to say Ross makes a pros and cons list comparing Julie and Rachel. Yeah. I can't help but think about happy endings because um, Penny makes a long list of all the issues that her like boyfriends have. Yeah. yeah and right. Jane is always talking about like well, she's always horny about pros and cons lists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, Spreadsheets. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say Ross weighs the pros and cons of of uh, taking up with, with uh, Rach or... Sticking, I'm gonna say taken, taken, in apostrophe, or sticking with the gal that 
brilliant. Would it be? Do you want a post-it note? Like, do you want a pen and paper for that? Why? Because I feel like you're always so delayed, like trying to type it into your. But phone. isn't that a bit now? <laughs> like, oh, okay. Like, I feel like that's become a bit now. Okay. That, that I have to like. Okay. <laughs> spell it out. Um, how I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother, season <laughs> two, episode eight, is called Atlantic City. Okay. 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 So, okay. I'm gonna say. That this is like a um, a Barney escapade to Atlantic City, and I feel like it's going to throw a wrench in everyone's happy relationships, okay. orchestrated by Barney. So Barney's going to orchestrate um, like a real boys' weekend. Okay. Okay. Barney plans in Atlantic A C Bacchanal. Bacchanal is exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Bacchanal. And the dames are none Fuming. too pleased. Does that work? That works, yeah. Okay. Well, what did you say when I was talking? None too pleased. No, that's what I said. Okay, we both said the same thing. Well, no, I said fuming. <laughs> I like none too pleased better. Okay. Um, okay, so we remain tied at three points apiece this season. Yeah. Um, because and we'll probably both be wrong uh, next week. But um, yeah, we, we we had a vote for doing like clues. You know, because mm-hmm. like, last week we gave each other clues. But I, I I'm gonna say I, like I'm not. I love how many mother. I'm not enough of an expert. And I, I, I remember, yeah. yeah, I couldn't have told you, yeah, what what why Atlanta. I, I could remember Swarley because Swarley is like a famous episode, right? Um, for good reason. It's yeah, so funny. But uh, yeah, so we'll maybe we will revisit giving clues when we have them to give. And we know, but, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know generally what's to come, but yeah, I don't remember specific episodes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, you can find us. Um, wherever you find podcasts, including you can you can also find uh, posts for every episode at battleshipretention.com where you can comment if you if you want. Um, you can uh, email us at David at Battleship Retention. Nope. nope. You can email me at David at battleshipretention.com but, uh, and listen to my other podcast, Battleship Retention, where I talk about mo- movies. If you like, it's, you know, everyone else is finishing up their end of year coverage. The way we do things about our pretension, we're just getting started. We will spend mm. the next two and a half months yeah. <laughs> uh, unpacking um, the year 2021 in cinema. So you can listen to all those episodes uh, to come. Um, you can email us, me and Natalie at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. And of course, follow me on Twitter at Davy pretension. Now, uh, Natalie remind the listeners where they can find you, where you'd like them to find you on the internet. I wouldn't like them to find me. However, you should tell your friends, tell your mothers rate review. Um, give us five stars. If you like us, um, let us know if there's something you don't like in a, in a way that's polite and kind. Yeah. Be nice. (laughs) Be nice. Um, and Yeah, I think that's it. Until next time, see you at old Squirrel's place. (laughs) 